Anyway, we have another guest, John. Um, I let you introduce. The, it's it's the team is slightly <laughs> a continuation of the last. It one. is. We had we, we we were exploring a number of issues associated with womanhood, uh, with Paul Brennan, and uh, and he's of course following it up on stage. Uh, on the what date of November? The nineteenth of November, 19th of November. Uh, the midnight court. We have seen emerging here in East Clare over the last few years an extraordinary development in Camogie, hurling for girls, for ladies, and what have you. We walk up through the to the town any evening, and we're going to see young girls, very young, um, teenagers then, and a slightly older crew with their hurley and their, their helmets heading for the park, getting ready for Sunday, the next match. And we're there looking and they, the ladies are getting tremendous affirmation. We think as men, Jim and myself, that that's fierce important in terms of the status of womanhood in contemporary society. Would you agree with that? Do you think it's important? Good morning. Um, it's great to be here. Um, I think the, the word affirmation is a very apt word. I, I think um, in terms of, of, I suppose, womanhood, um, its place, and, and I use that kind of cautiously um, because there is the piece in terms of our, our camogie team and our camogie club in terms of breaking glass ceilings um, and pushing out the boundaries um, that probably would have been historically there um, in terms of the sports itself, but in terms of just the status um, of our young players. Um, I, I, you know, I know as a young player myself, and I was absolutely terrible at Camogie, but there was a real sense that if you were to be part of the community in East Clare, um, even if you didn't have a love of the GA, there was an expectation that you would be involved. And obviously involvement and participation are really buzzwords around, um, you know, around development, around youth development. Yeah. But I, I think we, we made a conscious decision, um, particularly when the two clubs were disbanded and we formed as one club, um, that we would we would look to push the kind of boundaries in terms of of holding participation, but moving up to almost create a kind of a club of excellence. And that may sound cocky on one level, but it's really important, I think, for women in sport that the 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 boundaries, the the limits that might be there, that that people consciously look to push those as far as they can. And speaking to you just before we came on air, we had talked about, you know, the sports where women have made breakthrough on a, on a national level. And I suppose Katie Taylor, you know, y you look at at, at boxing um, more recently, obviously, our, our soccer team, the hockey team a number of years ago. Um, That's right. That... that that it takes a, a massive effort and, and often behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? Often I think that women have to land with the gold medal oh. or land with the success. And that... And why the, is that, isn't there? I mean, you're, you're quite right in what you said there, I think. Um, why is it? 
why it must it be the gold medal before the media responds to it, you know? well i think i think we have to be really kind of practical and you know i i i don't think we can kind of be like Pollyannish in in the sense of media will always respond to you know what I mean the story the corporate and you know the finances. Um, my issue f- in terms of working at a community level is about getting visibility from the word go. Do you know what I mean yes, about like yes. tracking yeah. so so that you're you're tracking so that that the women involved have visibility from the moment they in our case the moment that they, they go up to the pitch age six or seven um, so that there's visibility and therefore there's value Mm -hmm. and therefore there's seen and therefore the community on a wider level is looking out for them do you know what I mean so that the club becomes so that you're tracking them rather than just coming in at the end when perhaps we've been successful so So it's a it, it's it's a policy that doesn't necessarily depend on the gold medal being there at the end of it. Rather, yeah. rather is it communal? Am I getting? Is it a kind of deepening the connection within community for? The, yeah. For the girls. Yeah, deepening the connection in community. Um. Yeah. I, I grew up in a house of seven women, so we didn't know what it was like to have a son that played hurling. Mm-hmm. So we all threw our lot into various Other. degrees of <laughs> <laughs> of skill and prowess. I, 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 of course, some of my sisters have done very well, but we, we had no sense of that. Um, but I think it was only in becoming a mother myself of two sons and, and two daughters that, you see... In, in every house in our community, do you know what I mean, where, where there's boys and girls, the same gear has been put into bags and the same dirty gear has been washed. Do you know what I mean? The same, you know, lucid sports or whatever be handed out. So in the house, what it takes to get the player off to training, whether they're, do you know what I mean, yeah. seven or eight, uh, the same driving you know, the same match attendance, that's all required. So I I think it's when we start to speak to that, when when we speak to the personal, do you know what I mean? The really personal uh, around what it is to be involved in sport for a boy and a girl, Mm. then then on some level, at the very beginning, there is an equality. There is inequality. There is inequality. They're yeah. equal. Yeah. From, yeah. from that household yes. place. Yeah. Of course, attitudes around, you know, is one better than the other. But, but that, that is something that can be very easily challenged because, as I said, on a personal level, mm. the same way as you might send them off to Irish dancing. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know the boy is going to have a different role in the set, you know what I mean, than mm. the girl. But you're not kind of saying, oh, geez, I better put an extra packed lunch for him yeah, or uh, yeah. do it to be t- <laughs> too extra. So my point, I think, is that on a very personal level within the family, it, the, the equality is there on that personal level. Yeah. And then it's up to us. And I think, well, I would hope that our club, you know, kind of took that ethos and held that ethos that, that we could actually hold those same values out in the, you know out on the pitch out in our community yeah. and now kind of on the wider arena in terms of our participation in Clare uh, and now Munster yeah and and I think we can kind of see 
not just the results in terms of the cups, but we can see it in terms of the character of the girls. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think we can see that. Well, no, it, it, would have, it just appears to me, I mean, I suppose from a sporting point of view and everything over the last few years, I mean, the work put in by the club, and it's not just with the senior team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, you, you were victorious in the minor this mm-hmm. year. But the, the, the skill levels, uh, you know, that people who, who go to camogie matches now, um, be they senior, intermediate or underage or whatever, the skill level, which obviously the club and the girls have worked on, uh, is very much there to see. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll, you'll win every game, but, you know, the people who enjoy, let's say, a sport and enjoy the, the skill of the participants, they can go to any of the Scarafogunlo games and that entertainment and joy is there and you can see where the work has been put in. Do you know, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, going back to... You know the origins of that club. I think um, the Americans have a phrase. You know, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, and the piece was, if we can increase the skill and have the highest level coaching available to us from as young an age, you were going to take loads of boxes. And it wasn't just about winning the senior title. It was about that you have a much greater chance of retaining those players. Um, so, so girls will leave sport for many reasons, but, but one of them is not attaining the skill level to be able to feel like, and an awful lot of it is to do with feelings, that they have a contribution to make. So by making sure that we were getting all the basic skills of the game from a very young age, your chances of retention were going to be increased your chances of your players being more committed to the experience. So moving beyond just participation. Can I come in on that? Yeah. Uh, I think you're coming to striking a, a very significant point. What I would call the emerging camogie culture. There's no doubt I think one can point to a cultural change going on in Rural Ireland, not just in rural Ireland, but particularly in rural, rural Ireland, as camogie spreads its, its wings. And we've talked here, Jim and myself, before about the potential for organisations like the GAA to transform certain aspects of Irish society. And I wonder, is there an identifiable culture? Uh, can one put words on what what in camogie uh, culture is about is it be, is it beyond the question of um, uh, merely playing the game is there attitude and values underpinning which can also be intruded into the actual normal part of being a member of a, a camogie club or a camogie. do you, do you get what I'm at yeah absolutely I, I mean whether you can put words on it, but I think if you're to speak about it and to speak around it, the game is the game and the game itself is developing. Do you know what I mean? As the skills increase and as the 
as the input. I mean, for us, it's become, you know, a full 12 month engagement with yes. the sport. I think the cultural pieces around it is that we have to land at a place where our national game, do you know what I mean, which, you know, Cucullin and Satanta, you know, if that if that's the origins and our understanding, I mean, I want to land in a place where women play it, do you know what I mean, as readily as as all the boys, yeah. but but that they play it in the same way as people dance, do you know what I mean, and people sing, so that it's culturally embedded in as many communities as possible, mm. and that the culture of that has a parity of esteem. Again, you know, we're not saying that, that women's sport may ever get the corporate, you know what I mean, the yeah, financial. Yeah. So, you know, it's not to be naive around that. But I think that a community level where the ownership and where it has value and where there are people, there are daughters, do you know what I mean? There are sons and daughters that at that level, we need to kind of start to articulate what that culture will be. So yes. I, I was thinking about coming in today for the interview and I was thinking, God, what's my greatest wish? You know, and I said, it might be that somebody long after, you know, I'm gone, that somebody pulls out the archives of this yes. interview yes. and says, oh, my God, how dated you yes, know, is yes, that yes, interview? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that they, you know, yeah. dragged in Eleanor Skelly to, yeah. do you know what I mean, try and articulate what it might mean. Um, so, again, it's it's wishful, but I think that, you know, I think with the kind of the push-pull, um, you know, we can talk about patriarchy or hierarchy, mm. but to speak about those is quite linear, I, I think what we're trying to do is create a, a space because there's plenty of space. Mm. So if we look at it in terms of space, then uh, then nobody else has to lose. Yes. Nobody else has to take it back. We just have to create a different space so that this is just so normal and that the culture of it, it is the game, mm. uh, you know, and I got involved, like I work as a counsellor and psychotherapist in the community it serves, you, you know, people ask me, why did you get involved? Almost kind of probably saying because you were, you never really played Kamoki or you were useless. <laughs> um, but it's because, because when I moved back here, it was the most natural vehicle in which to make a contribution mm. to w yes. women's lives. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So you can tick so many boxes. You can do so many things that make a difference to the girls and their lives while at the same time playing a game, you know, that they love. And how, how do you think that it has or it will, you know, whichever is the, the more correct one, affect wider society? In, here in East Clare, I'm talking about now, in these parishes and neighbouring parishes, how do you think that... Um, let's say, the success and the confidence and the skill level and the work and the commitment and the feeling of part of the community will impact on the area generally and our attitudes? Well, well first of all, it's put us on the map, you know. Um, it genuinely has in terms of, you know, we were a really unknown quantity yeah. in terms of a place, so there's that curiosity around where have we come from, just from a kind of a national level. Um, the impact, I think, it, it's already happening. 
Do you know what I mean? There's already a, a space, and I, I just listen out for just the conversations and the reception. The, that, that idea that you now go into a shop and it's the first conversation that people want to have with you around when is the girls' next match. And, uh, and genuinely, you know, 15 years ago, that wouldn't have happened. Mm. You know, they, yeah. so it, it, it's happening. And, and what will it mean? It'll, I think it'll mean, you know, loads of things going into the future in terms of, you know, identity. And it's not about defining, you know, the area, but it's adding something else for well, people. Well, I met a, a lady uh, about two weeks ago and we were talking about Camogie and its impact on, on the young girls. Young girls can be up mm. to 40, do you know? And, um, and she said, do you know, she says, I have a six-year-old daughter and uh, she was down uh, looking at her older kids, friends from the primary school. Uh, this is in Tungreni. She was down looking at uh, uh, other girls and she hadn't played Komogi. So she said, I want, to, I want to join them. Oh, we'll, we'll have to go and talk to. So they went over and talked to her and the, the lady to whom they, they had the chat, with whom they had the chat, said, come, come tomorrow, okay? So that day, the mother went with the child into Ennis to buy a pair of boots and socks and, and gear, you know. And she woke up the following morning. The child woke up at six o'clock, put on the gear and arrived into mom and dad's bedroom, dressed helmet and all and hurley at six o'clock in the yes. morning. And I was saying, what a beautiful image, you know. But there's a serious question there because there is something, there is a void being filled very much in, in the life of the child. A new exposure, a new experience. And that's where I think you can look at, let's say, the 20-year-old girls. You see, they're very conscious, appear to be very conscious of their weight and of the fitness and the necessity for that. They're conscious of belonging to, in, 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 a, in a world not so long ago, there there weren't these uh, vehicles or platforms for them to express themselves and become part of. And it's that, I think, which the GAA as a whole, okay, and as a, a united whole, as against a, a competitive. Uh, uh, do you know what I'm getting at there? So I think I think, Elner, we are involved in a social revolution at the moment that is very positive. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor, I suppose just on the actual practical level, uh, are you out again next weekend? We hope we're out next weekend. Um, I think Limerick have uh, a match or two to get finished, but we're we're already we're preparing. And the girls were out this morning training and they'll be out again in the morning. So we'll be ready for a home fixture next Saturday. Um, and looking for everybody's support. Well, we'd be there anyway, Eleanor. And it's it's great. I mean, Tulla, for example, are in a final uh, tomorrow, a uh, replay in the intermediate final, and they will, one way or the other, be representing Clare in Munster as well over the next few weeks. Yeah. So it, it really is fantastic from, from our 
little corner here of East Clare. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and fecal, fecal Kilanina versus um, Kilkishal Bodaik, I know Fecal one, you know, the senior B. But, the shield, but yeah, yes. the shield. So they, they uh, yeah, East Clare is, is rising. Okay. So, yeah, long may it continue. Listen, thanks a million for coming in. We, we said we'd chat about the Camogie, but not from a tactical point of view on the field, but the wider point of view. And uh, to, to yourself and all involved with the club and to all the girls, uh, we wish you all the best over the next few weeks. And I know one way or the other, whatever way results go, we will be you know, absolutely thrilled to go and see you. Great. Thank you very much. Okay. Delighted to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,